Welcome to the Sparrow Hangout, where we talk all things spearfishing, freediving, and foraging. We're three guys from Devon in the UK who are excited to share some of the learnings from our spearfishing journey with you over the coming episodes. We bring in some special guests along the way to help spread some in-depth spearing knowledge as one of the most experienced people in the scene. Yo, how's it going, lads? Hey, buddy, you all right? Hey, boys. Yeah, yeah, good, man, good. So, what have we been doing up to? Not much, eh, since we recorded the last one last night. <laughs> say, I, I, I've been to bed, and then <laughs> that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah, well, at least, at least we get some content out, that's the main thing. Eh? Yeah, there's a Facebook drama today, might be worth mentioning. Mm. Well, what's that about, then? Or, or, or should we not get into it, because it is oh, a lot man. of drama. Yeah, it's a lot of drama, I'll- People don't want to hear it. I'm sure they do, but I can't be honest. I, I, I think <laughs> to sum it up, it is the same group of miserable naysayers. Um, oh, just it's, yeah, it's just a shame, isn't it? Because keyboard warriors. I, I don't. I don't really understand it because to me, we're a grown bunch of men and women who enjoy a, a great sport. Yeah, and yet there's this like, there's like these undertones and like, it's like a tribal kind of thing, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. I just, I just can't wrap my head around it. But it's always coming from the same specific people and yeah. their and their elk. Our good mate Lawrence was um, quite spot on what he was saying the other day, and I think you had the same conversation with him, Ben, where he was saying that it's such a new sport in the UK that there isn't really like a a divine etiquette established for it. Whereas like with other sports, hunting sports, particularly like right. th- there's, there's a, um, an actual like, etiquette and rules as such to follow and going outside of that etiquette or outside of those rules is like a big no, no. And obviously then you have, you know, full rights to bash that person, so to speak. But um, yeah. we don't have that really for, for spearfishing because it's such a new and small sport. Yeah, we talk, are we talking about cuttlefish or are we talking about something else? Uh, no, just talking about spearfishing when you were saying <laughs> about like it being um, quite like a group of negative people who bitch and moan. No, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's even that. There's just, it seems to be a little bit of tribalism really. Um, and yeah, just like some like silly remarks that are just like, it's not really necessary. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you wouldn't say it to my face, then why would you put it on Facebook? I just yeah. don't really. Yeah. And it's not been aimed at me personally, but I, I still kind of take offence to it because it's been aimed at my friends and people that I, I know and respect and I know are lovely people. So uh, it's, yeah. it's, anyway, it's, it's, it's also... Just leave I mean, the drama uh, away from the podcast. Let's move yeah. it on, shall we? It's, it's just, as I say, the, the same old people and it's 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 bullying um, yeah. and it needs to stop. But yeah, we got Maxine Blondell coming on. Yeah, so um, really excited to have Max on. I, I don't know how you all know him. I think, Rich, you've done a course with Max before? Yeah, a couple of years ago, man. It actually, like, at the time, I thought I knew a little bit. It turns out I knew nothing, so yeah. <laughs> it was really, really good. Yeah, he's, he's like the master, isn't he? And, and Anthony, you've been on a couple of boat trips with him as well through the club, I think? Yeah, yeah, so through the ESC. Um, so obviously he's also known as the Frenchman. Um, but yeah, he's the chairman of the BSA, chairman of the ESC. Um, he's run quite a few little late afternoon dives um, after his courses for some of the club members. And um, yeah, yeah, really, really nice guy. Um, obviously, owner operator of the Frenchman Limited, and yeah. he's in his in his spare time. I say his spare time, his actual career. Um, he's a medic and commercial diver, so nice. be uh, 
hopefully loads of information out of him um obviously we can't fit it all in in one episode but uh we're definitely going to try and hammer him as much as possible so let's try and get him on Max, are you there? Can you hear us? Yes, I'm here. Hello, Max. Hey, How are you? How's it going? Hi, guys. Hey, Max. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. Welcome to the Spiro Hangout. We've uh, yeah, <laughs> a long-awaited guest to get you on. <laughs> Very much looking forward to this. But uh, Thank you, I, thank you. We're uh, not going to keep you too long um, because I believe you're going away tomorrow again. For yeah, another- going at- we're taking the ferry tomorrow uh, from uh, Portsmouth to uh, Kong. And then uh, we're going to spend a week on uh, the wrecks of the G-Day. Nice. Nice. After, yes. after some big bus, Pollock, uh, maybe some code if we can manage to find oh, lovely. them. Lovely. Awesome. Well, Max, introduce yourself. Um, you know, that we've, we've got the notes uh, sort of in the back end. So if you just want to go yep. through them, you know, your name, age, where you're from um, and all of that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, well, my name is Max Tim uh, Blondo. Um, I'm 38, uh, soon, soon to be 13, 39. But <laughs> um, I live in Exeter uh, for the last eight years. And uh, before that, I've been, I was living in France. Basically, a, a small time in, in Australia for a job. And uh, yeah, but that was it. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So you've been in the UK eight years now? Eight years, yeah. Moved in exit uh, July two thousand fourteen. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. And um, your your other name that everybody obviously knows you by is is the Frenchman. Oh, uh, the, the Frenchman, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> we we needed to establish if we said your name in a French accent, is it classed as being racist or not? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. You never know these days, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm 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 all right. You know, I'm all right with that. Um, um, yeah, just with a little story, the, the, the Frenchman, basically, when I moved to the UK, I started hanging out with some sp- local Spiros. One of them is Corey. Uh, probably you've seen him on some social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was always calling me the Frenchman. And then some, sometimes we were going into a pub after a dive and everything, and everyone was like, is that the Frenchman? And then... And then since when I <laughs> when I created the, the 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 company, I just say okay, well let's go for that. I think it's uh, it's just gonna stick to me. Uh, so. Nice, but, nice, yeah. cool. Man. And um, family, kids. I believe I've 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 met your wife. Um, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. When so, she wasn't your wife, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. She it was a while ago. She's been my wife since the, um, uh, April. Uh, but we've been like about 10 years together. Um, but yeah. She does a bit of spearfishing with you as well, doesn't she? She does a free dive. Well, yeah, she does some free diving, a little bit of spearfishing. Uh, and um, but we met around the pool uh, doing underwater hockey. Oh, nice. Um, oh, another underwater, underwater <laughs> hockey player. <laughs> yes. I don't know what you call yourselves. <laughs> yeah. O- octopus player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had Dave Stevens yeah. on um, uh, yeah. a couple of weeks yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know Dave very well. So. Yeah, you, you, you lot are crazy in that sport. That is <laughs> about as aggressive as it can get underwater, I think. <laughs> uh, no. no, to be fair, we, they, they's, uh, um, like water polo is way, way more uh, oh, really? violent. Yeah, yeah. Oh right! Oh, cool. Yeah, we well, are meant to oh, underwater hockey. We are meant to be a, a non-contact sport. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, meant that's to what, be. <laughs> yeah, meant to be. <laughs> meant yeah, to be. <laughs> I've seen some videos on YouTube of people getting out with gashed eyes and stuff. <laughs> so, so how long have you been spearfishing? Sort of from from the start. When when did you? How young were you when you started? Um, basically, I grew up by the sea in the south of France, and uh, my dad, my two uncles, my granddads, um, even my mom did a bit of spearfishing. Um, and we always had like a little sea ball ribs uh, in the family. Uh, so all the holidays were by the sea. Um, and I started first with like a net going after the small gobies and everything. Mm. And then he, he went into like a pole spear um, uh, type of uh, spearing because you're not allowed a spear gun down in France. You're not allowed a spear gun before you're 16. Oh, okay. right. So sure. it's part of the regulation. Um, dad being a, a, a policeman, it was hard to get him <laughs> a spear gun, you know, <laughs> so I, I had some sneaky dive with a spear gun, but before my 16, but it, it was yeah. like a kind of hard work. So did a lot of uh, pole spearing, uh, rod and line as well, a little. And then as soon as I could get my spear gun, I just, uh, didn't let it go since. What was it like oh, down there? Is it much different to where we are now? Or? Uh, well, so I grew up by the Met in in on the Mediterranean coast. So yep. yes, it's much different. The 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 dives are need to be longer, deeper, and it's it's really hard. You know, like a, here in the UK, in your first maybe a year, you're probably going to shoot fish around one to two kilo very fairly easily. Yeah. Uh, the day you shoot a two kilo fish in the med, uh, it's uh, you know you you put a, a red cross on the calendar. Uh, it's it's mm. hard work. It's really mm. hard work. Um, one of the main reason is three hundred days of uh, uh, um, sunny days and flat sea, and uh, so there is pretty much somebody out at sea every single day. Mm. Um, other reason is the the area where you can dive, so the zero to 30 meters uh, uh, bracket is very uh, squeezed uh, on the coast. On the coast. Mm. Um, so basically 100 meters away from the shore, you're already at 30 meters. Nice. So everyone is packed into that little area, um, mm. so which makes a big, big, a big uh, heavy pressure on the fish, yeah. and, and then basically they adapted very well. Yeah, yeah so the, the fish, the fish know it. Oh, he knows. He knows. It's it's mental sometimes. <laughs> yeah, mm. he, he knows. What's um, um? Do you have like a different variety of species over there? I mean, I've seen uh, a few of our fellow spirits go down that way and catch yeah. bass, and you know the same kind yeah, of species. Yeah, so we we got we got ba- in the med. You got the bass, which is called a wolf, um, but, which is a funny one, because yeah. on the on the Atlantic side in France, do we call them bass as well? Or, or, um, a bar, like a bar, like a pub, right. um, and in the med it's called a loup, like a wolf. Um, but mm. it's exactly the same, uh, the same fish. Um, after we got like a different kind of uh, labrax, um, the, the brims, the, no, brims? The, we had the brims as well. So we got the uh, black brims, we got stargus, mm-hmm. uh, the, also the dentex. Which is kind of uh, in, mm-hmm. the, in kind of the fi- same family, um, and uh, the vras, different type of uh, you know in terms of colors and stuff, but it's like a same family as the vras, and uh, we got some blue fish, blue uh, blue water fish like the amberjacks, 
uh, barracudas, um, uh, and then all the family of scorpionfish and uh, 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 lings uh, in caves and stuff. Uh, Murray, Conga, obviously. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, it's a quite a good variety, but just. Yeah, you've got a large variety. Yeah, yeah. Not in numbers. And to get a good size one, you need to work hard. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very, very, very different. And in terms of the terrain out there, because we were, we were talking to, um, to Sam Clothier, uh, Wet Mammal, yesterday about some yeah. of his, his stuff all across the, uh, all across the world. The world and yeah, yeah. he was saying how. You know, the terrain in the UK is quite UK specific in that there's a lot of kelp. It's a very hunty style of spearfishing. Is is that oh, the same yeah, for the med great. or is it more reef? Uh, in the med, the, 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 they, first there is no kelp. You got some kind of uh, um, uh, a seaweed called Posidony, uh, which is like a long, long one. And you got like a mattress of them. But you can bury yourself, but they are probably at the highest 60, 50 centimeters high. We mm-hmm. don't have any forest like that in the Med at all. Like Brittany is like UK. Uh, all Brittany is like very kelpy. Uh, but uh, like the Med is, uh, you're going to play, you're going to play with rocks basically mm-hmm. most of the time. Interesting. Uh, I guess it's just the temperature of the sea that affects that, is it? Probably, yeah, probably. Um, I don't know exactly the, the science behind it, but... Um, it's probably in the time of uh, the growth is not possible. The water temperature is too, too high or, yeah. Nice. Cool. And um, just going back to your, the, the name, obviously, you were given, um, and then you've turned into a business, so the Frenchman Limited. Um, yeah. What, what is the Frenchman, um, for those that don't know? Oh, basically, we're providing some uh, spearfishing courses, um, and then we've been doing it uh, since 2018. And first season was only three clients, and then nine, and then and then the season after thirty five, forty five, and oh, wow. and we did uh, I think this season about seventy. Wow, Christ, that's, that's amazing! So it's quickly. not just you anymore, then? Is, you got no, 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 no. I'm I I train the coach, and mm-hmm. probably will be more coming uh, in the next few years. Nice, um, awesome. Because is is Sam Seely working with you now? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, He's been working awesome. all this summer with me. And so with those spearfishing courses, what, what is it that you offer on them? Um, and sort of what's your, what's your best-selling course or what's your best-selling product from uh, the thing is, uh, what's, what is, what's, what's make the, uh, uh, a best-seller, I would say, uh, it's uh, the fact that tailoring the, we're tailoring the course to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like a beginner, complete beginner, never put a snorkel in their mouth. Um, and then basically they, maybe they're not going to touch a, a, a spear gun, uh, but we're going to make them confident on what to do the day they get the spear gun. Mm. Or we had people coming and uh, they had like 10 years experience or 15 years experience and they wanted to improve on some area. Uh, example, some wanted to do, okay, when I do aspetto, example, I don't know, the fish is not coming. Why? What, what, should, what, what I do wrong? So we, we're trying every dive, basically we're doing with it the, with the clients to see his body position, all his movement, all these kind of details. And then it's really hard to, to, to correct yourself if you, nobody is pointing at the, what the mistake is um, mm. or the little uh, imperfection is. 
uh, you you won't notice it by yourself uh, mm. unless you, you've got somebody videoing and then you watch all the video after if mm. you basically if you want to do that on your own uh, but then we we're correcting that and then we're trying to encourage the clients to on the next dive to apply just on that specific uh, detail and not focusing on all the rest we, we and we slowly build up um a better uh, st- hunting style um to to or to or to say that um for them to once they go back on their own um they suddenly things going to click is they going to feel okay no when i go down i'm not vertical like i should i should be because during the course we're working on the verticality um uh, my uh, i find myself i'm not deep, deep enough in the kelp or this kind of uh, details Mm. yeah awesome so it's, it's just it's you know, from ranging like you say from beginners through to experienced guys and yes. just just working on trying to yeah give them as much bang for their buck as possible in the obviously short time that they get ah, that's yeah. awesome and do you do, you do this full-time no 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 the, um it's a it's, it's a summer job basically uh unfortunately uk is not uh the best place to do that full time. So, <laughs> Not the greatest uh, weather during the winter. Yeah, but during the season is excellent because uh, in terms of fish, there is a lot of fish. So it's kind of, it, it puts a bit more fun into the course. Mm. Uh, when you you go back home with uh, whatever, a crab, a uh, lobster, uh, a small wrasse, uh, a mullet, bass, pollock, whatever, whatever we find on the way. Mm. Um, so that's that's quite uh, nice. Yeah. Now the rest of the time, I I'm working as a medic. Um, I'm a qualified nurse and working as a medic uh, on TV program ab- abroad. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so, and did you do that training in the UK? Were you like NHS side, or did you do no, no, that no. military? I, or? Did, I did all my uh, training in France, back in France, and my medic. Training. Uh, well, I've done it actually with the medic training. I've done it in the UK uh, after completing my uh, uh, commercial dive. Nice, because um, I think I seem to remember. Was it last year or was it this year? You were in some. I think it was this year. Really hot country. Following them round. Oh yeah, yeah. We we were in Jordan. Uh, we were well. We were in Dubai. Uh, what we've done and then. Uh, and after we did uh, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, um, the, the so that's following around a TV crew. Yeah. Oh, nice. And what kind of things are they recording? Um, it's uh, like a, a TV program, a bit similar to uh, Race Across the World. Oh, the, cool. The UK show, but it's a it's a French version. Uh-huh. It's called Pekin Express. If you want to check it out, there. <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah. And um, as as part of the Frenchman, you've got obviously you've got your uh, stunning, gorgeous boat um, that you <laughs> use. To, to tell the listeners about that, I fucking love your boat. Uh, honestly, that, that's my next. That, that like when you yeah, sell yeah. it to go and get a different one, okay. I want it. <laughs> okay, uh, so it's a five eight five Reprofit. Um, it's the it's the hull from two thousand four or two thousand four. Um, I just changed the engine last year. So is it 2004 blind. hull? Yeah. Christ, you've looked after that well. That thing. Looks well, the, the, the previous owners didn't didn't uh, use it much. So nice. um, when I got it, uh, it was quite uh, quite pristine. Um, I retrieved it last year uh, because you know, like uh, 
the tubing, 20 years of tube in the tubes are starting to be tired mm. and I need to be uh, relying on my boat. So um, uh, I can have a, a burst uh, tube uh, in the middle of the sea while I'm doing a call. acceptable. Uh, so he got new tube last year. Um, yeah, well, last year. It was like in February, sorry. Mm. So, yeah. Um, nice. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, apart, apart from that... Uh, um, and it's she, coded, it, isn't it, for commercial yes, use and stuff? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's coded for commercial use. So it's got the life raft on it and everything. Like, that's why, yeah, you've got, you got to have quite a lot of equipment. Uh, uh, mainly in safety equipment is required. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And the one thing that I will say about going on a boat with uh, with Max is you don't realise how many people don't think about spear tip protectors until they get on your boat. It's yeah. Like, honestly, the, the start of any boat session that I've gone out with Max has been right right to the of the steering wheel on the right hand side of the steering wheel. Sorry, um, on one of his like chrome bars. Sleep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's like twenty spear tip protectors. By the end of that session, there's none. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. where the fuck do they go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, making from all the old uh, bands, um, yeah. and just make a, every well, I think I probably did a hundred this year. I got two left hanging. So. <laughs> you need to charge everyone at least a quid for them. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so moving on to like your courses and stuff, Max. I actually did a course with you a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, which yeah was really cool. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, but let's talk because obviously I saw your recent post yesterday, but your new oh, yeah. uh, tiered course system. So. Yep. I thought it'd be quite a good opportunity to speak about it tonight and like for you just to tell everyone what it's all about and sort of clarify what, what we're doing really. Well, what, what basically uh, my idea is to, uh, by doing like steps, people, is to be very clear with my clients. So people know, our clients know exactly what they're coming for. And there is a clear, um, you know, it's just about the clarity of you go in that course it's not people saying, oh, it's a spearfishing course. Now, now it will be that, that uh, many points to go through uh, to validate your, uh, your level. And then obviously that's open to your access to the next level and so on. Um, and uh, uh, you, I don't know, um, is, is, I'm, I'm, basing, I'm standardizing my own course. Uh, mm. I, like uh, I've been seeing, I have no intention to standardize the world UK. Um, I don't have that pretension at all. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's only. There's been uh, a few posts on Facebook, isn't there, about oh, things like that? But um, uh, I, that, that's why I thought it'd be good for you just to clarify what you're doing, really. Yeah, yeah, um, no, but I, I don't, I don't want. <laughs> uh, I don't know why some people are um, so so aggressive. Like we are, hundred and eighty. Comments, you know. So on yeah, yeah. There. I mean, I've I've been following it on Facebook all day today, and I haven't I haven't commented because it's yeah. I'm I'm actually pretty fucking seething at quite a lot of the people that have posted stuff because it just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, before I get into that though, with, with the tid, so are you sort of aiming to go for like an I don't want to say an aid or a raid or anything like a just a a a step by step program that take somebody that can be completely new through to advanced yes. levels and just giving yes. them the recognition of look 
we, we all know that Max the Frenchman is a phenomenal spearfisher. So out of anybody, really, yes, you've got the authority to be able to say you're either a brand new diver or you're decent. And it, it, basically, it will be like requirement for each level. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't fit in a, in a requirement of level two, that means you need to pass by level one. And yeah. and for me also, it makes it safer for me as a business owner mm-hmm. is to for my like my clients can't um, if they fit in is it doesn't fit, don't fit in level two they can't do the course level two is is very clear it's easier to understand uh, where you stand and then we can work on. Yeah, yeah. Well, going back to those posts on Facebook, I mean, as I was saying, I think I think what I can see, or from my point of view, what you're trying to do is similar to the ADA that is for free diving. Um, and I can't see anything wrong with what you're suggesting or what your business is doing whatsoever. I think, and we'll move on to the BSA in a second, but I think a lot of people are saying, well, Max is chairman for the BSA. This is going to be, you know, he's going to be putting the BSA into have to have these kind of, to go you know, spearfishing, I'm not stopping anyone going spearfishing. First, people coming on my course, they're choosing to come on my course. I'm not mm. like pushing anyone to come on the course. Yeah. And yeah. And, and secondly, like a, the, we can do the parallel with ADA if you, if you want. Uh, it's not because ADA is there, which is an international recognition, which has, I'm far off that recognition yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it doesn't stop you going freediving with your mate, even if you're not an ADA diver. So yeah. I don't know, I don't know what people, what kind of scarecrow they, they're afraid of. I don't understand, but. It, yeah. Yeah. I, know, saw, I saw a lot of posts on the Facebook site calling for, as soon as they saw this calling for the BSA to put a statement out to say that there's going to be no requirements. And I was just, I was literally sat there going, and the amount of people that said it as well, the BSA has got nothing to do with these courses whatsoever that is max and the frenchman um not max the chairman of the bsa and exactly they are black and white and i haven't put any kind of uh uh, of my business into the bsa despite being a chairman um so i i'm completely split between my business and i i do the job to say this these two entities separated Mm. Um, so I don't know what people are thinking that's uh, with, uh, with my power, because uh, we, we saw yeah, that, yeah. um, I can achieve in the BSA. No, I think I can achieve a lot more on my own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the posts that was perfect was, you know, and, and the BSA is a great association, but um, that there's like, there's a few, I think it was like a few thousand spearfishers in the UK, yeah. of which there's only 300 in the BSA. Exactly. The BSA doesn't really have a massive amount of clout, but at least it's going in the right direction and it's the right associational setup for the good, for the cause, uh, for the good of the cause, if you see what I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just yeah. There's there's been an absolute oh, avalanche of dickheads. Wave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On um, Facebook at the moment. Uh, uh, yeah. And um, yeah, I think they're just a lot of people need to shut up and wind their neck in, um, or, or sort of grow up and appreciate that we can all disagree with things. It doesn't mean that you then start name calling or you yeah. know, expecting it's, it's, stuff yeah. from people. Well, but, it's the easy way off uh, Facebook and uh, all the social media. You know? yeah. out, out of curiosity, what what are the sort of like 
I mean, I guess the requirements to progress to the next level of your tier courses would be like a massive uh, sort of um, part of that would be depth, I guess. Um, there, there is well, so there is a component of depth, uh, uh, obviously, um, um, and then there is uh, time, but we are far away because my my view on on the breathold is you don't need to be a three minute diver to catch any fish. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so we are far away of any kind of uh, requirement for um, the free divers, like uh, three minutes or this kind of stuff. Is 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 not there. Um, and, and also there's a kind, um, well, that's one of, uh, that's a prime for you guys. Uh, there's a kind of a parkour, um, with, a with a, a shooting at the end and, uh, the re-rigging. So we will ask us how the person, the clients is able to, to do this parkour. Mm. So. Well, I'll, I'll be all right at the depth part, probably the time, but when it comes to the shooting at depth, I'm going to fail because <laughs> <laughs> my aim's terrible. <laughs> well, it, it will be on static target to make yeah, things a I'm bit probably more. still going to miss. <laughs> I'm surprised they hit the guilt yesterday. <laughs> have, you, have you figured out what the tiers are or the requirement is for the tiers yet, or is that still all a work in progress? No, no, that's that's the, that's... Pretty much established. A few details, but it's pretty much established. There's three tiers. Yeah, will be three tiers. Yeah. So, so just end game to be tier three. What have you got to be able to do? Uh, end game is thirty meters divers. Nice, cool. Because, and what um, a, a like twenty a, like, a twenty kilo tuna. <laughs> no, basically there is no like a, they, absolutely no requirement. Uh, no, no uh, passing points. Of catching, of catching, because I think you should change that. I think unless, unless you can, catch a tuna, anyone, anyone can blank. <laughs> it's, 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 there's no point of like a, uh, no, you got to, yeah. Uh, I don't want people to be pushed to a kill for killing. Yeah. 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 So, so that is not part of any kind of passing point for me. So they just have, bring you curiosity. the gills of a hundred bass or the beaks of <laughs> three hundred ras. Yeah, <laughs> out of curiosity as well, like if if someone had done a um, course elsewhere, does that count towards it, or do they have to do one, two, and three with yourself? Um, what kind of course you're talking? So I don't know. Let's say they've done a spearfishing course with David Meller, for example. Uh, well, the thing is, uh, if if they did with David, maybe they got uh, they got uh, an Ada one or two in in the bucket. Yeah. Um, so I will do some kind of bridges with the okay. Ada and the Molcano. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Recognitions. Yeah. Um, really nice. Because um, if they don't like an example of Molcano one, uh, there is a rescue, which is also part of uh, for me is an, an uh, important point. So that's part yeah. of the, the curriculum. Yeah. Um, so I know if they come, okay, I've done uh, the Molkanov one with uh, uh, Matt here, or I've done Adai 2 with uh, uh, David Miller, uh, I know they've done a rescue at yeah, such yeah. A, at such a depth. depth. Yeah. So there's some some stuff, so maybe they won't need to um, to do the like the theory mm. um, of the course. Um, but they, they will need to, sorry, they will need to do the theory of the level one, but not having the practical because we're going to review the practical um, at a just greater depth 
in each level. Mm. Um, they will have the written exam of the level one to do and the written exam of the level two example. Mm. Awesome. Well, um, I, I think it's I think it's a very good idea, um, and mainly for a, for a, from a safety aspect of specifically the new divers, but also people that just want the confidence in the safety of the diving. And I, I would say if you've got like an Ada style, um, then you know once you get to level three, you know that you're you've you've ironed out a lot of your bad habits, um, or you've oh, got the competency. Yeah, but everybody on the, on social media that's trying to pull the BSA into the Frenchman's um, courses, yeah. wind you from necking. It's um, it's it's got nothing to do. They're not crossing over, um, and it just so happens, yeah, Max is the chair of the BSA. So tell us yeah. a bit about the BSA. What is the BSA? What's it all about? Who's it for? Uh, basically, we are. It's an association uh, made of volunteers that try to. Um, create a, a kind of a safe environment and safe points for new Spiro to to come um, and discover the the sports. Um, we also organize uh, the uh, national competition, uh, and we're trying to send a team to uh, international events. Um, so yeah, that's the that's that's basically the the. Um, the aims of the the association um nice how, however um, yeah yeah and and so it, it, you say it was um for sort of a new uh for new spirits but um i take it obviously every, everyone that's a spearfisher really can get in and and reap the rewards of you know the benefits of the bsa um uh, it's a very small association so a, a benefit you, you shouldn't expect any uh, very massive benefit uh but the 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 prime one is the, the the fact that we we managed to get an entrance cover uh for our spiros uh for when they go uh hunting on their own uh which is probably the cheapest one you can get on them but you won't find cheaper on the market any, any, mm. anyway uh as an individual um we we also pushed on the last with uh, with the uh, before I was chairman with Matt Newman. Uh, we were pushing hard on developing clubs so PROs can have an answer to question locally. Um, we will talk about the the ex club later, but um, yeah, 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 it's one of them. Um, so developing the the local answer to uh, uh, the a need because the sport is growing. Uh, you know, after COVID, people have changed their lifestyle. They want to be a bit more sustainable. They want to catch their own food. They, they, you know, they, 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 they're not anymore in that routine of uh, oh, I'm working hard the whole year around and just do a one week of spearfishing. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they change the style really. So, so then the the club is a, is a good place to start to okay start meeting up with people um the club give access to people uh, a good um, a good range of uh, uh, abilities so from beginners to very experienced people you can share um so yeah um it's it's uh, the the membership is about uh, 2 pounds a month uh yeah, I was going to say. So the the cost yeah. of the year is what twenty five quid for the full year. Twenty five, twenty five quid to the BSA membership. 
yeah. and after whatever your club is uh, charging as a member membership. So, um, and you're saying that that covers yeah. your insurance as well as a spearfisher. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean that insurance. One thing I, I think I read through it when I first signed yeah. up because I'm sad as fuck. But um, it's it's like a public liability insurance, yeah, right? Yeah, third, so, third part liability. Yeah. And so, what what kind of things would that insurance cover? Is it if I accidentally because, shoot a boat? Yeah, if or? you had a third part, basically. Cool. So far, um. We we but the thing is if as long as we don't have numbers, uh, it's going to be tricky to go further. Mm. Um, but on the long run, if the BSA grow enough, um, you could expect kind of a change in terms of uh, uh, the 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 quality the quality of the insurance. So it could be maybe included a, a traveling insurance, uh, a gear insurance when you're traveling. Um, you know, this all these kind of little things that. It's, uh, but that comes through uh, supporting your association. Um, mm. You can expect because you can expect like a. Uh, I think, I think this year, so roughly, rough. So we are three hundred, uh, about three hundred members. Mm. So you do the calculation quickly. Twenty-five people. It's seven and a half grand. Yeah. Uh, I think the insurance for all the club committees plus. Every individual is costing four grand. That's, that's, so that's 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 the large amount of the budget going just for entering to everyone. Yeah. Uh, um, so, but then when if you if you grow enough and you're able to pay ten grand a year, then suddenly the insurance company can provide a lot more uh, for. For a smaller amount, I don't know if you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you get more bang for your buck. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, cool. And you're you're the chairman um, this year, mm-hmm. and uh, so what what does that role entail? And you know what what do you do on a sort of a day to day with the BSA? Um, so we are we are organizing. It's more like a planification role, uh, trying to coordinate uh, um, the the social. Uh, events, the competitions, the um, and then the social media uh, side of the of the the things. Um, we also try to uh, try to develop some thing, some some branches because we were talking about some some offering some training for the clubs, um, such as like first aid and stuff like that for mm. when we do comps or even within a club to to. Have some like first aiders, uh, but that's that's in the pipe. Um, we, it hasn't come through yet. Uh, it's it's uh, it asks a lot of time, and unfortunately, um, there is a lot of uh, um, how to say that's not being too harsh. Um, a lot of people are talking a lot, and but yeah. not very little actions. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, sadly, sadly, uh, you you expect some stuff, and then these things are not coming, and then that means you end up like uh, um, doing some other jobs instead of focusing on developing the, the, the what what we want primarily yeah, yeah. thinking doing. Yeah. I, I, th- I think what you're trying to get at is there's there's people that will preach and say that they want it done a specific way. Um, but aren't willing to put their hand up to try and help. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's it. Or 
then you know the, the should have would have and uh, yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's every day it's yeah Sorry, I was going to say, how many people are involved? Is is it like a committee where everybody has a specific role, or is it more of a general so, no, leadership so the, group? Well, you know, I'm not even talking about the roles because in the committee, in the committee, we have so uh, a chairman, myself as a chairman, but also a, a vice chairman uh, who's trying to help uh, also as as he can, yeah. uh, secretary. Uh, this year we are missing a membership secretary. So secretary was like, a, and myself were playing the membership secretary. He is trying to do follow-ups with, with uh, um, questions regarding membership and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a social media manager, which is uh, Joel, uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we did a, you know, he's uh, when we give him the, we we giving him the informations, and then he's, he's doing all the posts on on the social media. Uh, um, we have a treasurer, which is Graham Wally. Um, he's stepping down this year, so uh, we will uh, in in need of a, a new. And after we have some uh, um, independent. Oh, it's not independent. How you call them? Um, honorary members that been BSA member for since the creation of the of the BSA, mm-hmm. and and then we have got mm-hmm. the uh, representative of each club within the committee. So they are aware of what's going on. So that's the way we work. Um, after this, uh, this year puts, puts some light on the fact we need a team GB manager uh, to organize people uh, going to competition, international competition. Um, we, could, we, we can't fa- fa- do the funding of the world competition. So they will, they will have to organize um, some fundraising or chasing sponsors to try to get some bucks for the for t- sending a team. Um, mm. Like this year, a full team. I think it was uh, we are talking about four and a half grand to send a full team in uh, for four days. And, and so and, for that, is that what, is there only one a year or is there multiple? So uh, every other year, basically, you got you got the European Championship, but Euro African. Is, uh, they grouped the Africa and Europe together, mm-hmm. Euro African, which is the uh, qualifying uh, championship, and then you go uh, to the World Championship. Cool, but, nice. Yeah. yeah. Where's the world? Where's the world? Uh, next world is in Spain, in Galicia. Nice. So, cool. So, yeah, it's interesting listening to like um, other sort of countries how they run their clubs because in Australia it's very structured where they have like some of the guys do like the training committee, uh, for example, where they'll train the guys and newbies that come into the club and then they'll have like different seminars throughout the uh, the year and stuff like that. But then it goes back to what you say in that the more people that join the BSA and the more people that join the clubs, obviously there's that funding available for that sort of stuff. And it would be nice to, if that happened, I mean, cause you, oh, know, definitely. Uh, you know, it, it would just, it would just, provide that sort of uh, element of extra experience and safety and everything else, wouldn't it? Without people having to necessarily do courses, I guess, even though they're not a bad thing to do, but some people just can't afford to do them, can they? So Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. They, yeah. You know, like uh, with the club, with the ex-club, uh, I've been doing every year like the the big, Beginners Bureau uh, the kid checkouts uh, early yeah. in, in the year with like uh, how to ring your bands, how to... Rig your gun. Um, yeah, ben, I think you went on that, didn't you? 
And it, yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest, that was the most valuable thing of being part of the club was that, that little starter session. And now I do it all myself, no problem. And, <laughs> you know, it's not as complicated as it sounds, perhaps, but it was just really nice to have you there, yeah, Max, you, kind you, of talking need, me through it. Yeah, you need you need someone to show you how to do it. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's, no, it's nothing crazy about it. It's just uh, if you try to do it on your own, you're probably going to take you a few few weeks when maybe in a two or three hours workshop is is done and mm. sorted yeah. and then you know what to do how to do it and then that's it i'm a it's massive a- advocate of youtube learning and like watching people do it on <laughs> youtube but there is nothing that compares to you know going and spending a couple of hours with somebody that's really experienced um you know a lot of the stuff that i've learned i've been with davo um yep. and just watching how he works because i mean god the guy's got gills and he's been spearfishing a long time um and just trying to pick and watch what he does but there's you, you I, I just don't think you can get that from youtube um yeah. and no, you'd be is, blind well, without it yeah on youtube you know on youtube you're going to get um like how to do a knot yeah fine uh how to <laughs> You know, this kind of stuff, but uh, the spearing experience, you won't get it because on YouTube, it's only the good, the good moment that you put yeah. on YouTube. You know, mm. it, it's, yeah. it needs to be clear, you know, um, all the missing, they're not on YouTube or very little. Yeah. All the, all the, they don't take videos of blanking. <laughs> yeah, or blanking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, we were saying about the national competitions and stuff earlier on. How do you feel they went this year? Um, unfortunately, you, you didn't manage to get to any of them, I don't think. No, wow. no, no. Um, uh, um, well, I was meant to do the one in Chalabra in June, but being cancelled. Uh, Postponed because the weather. And then and after, my, my season is full on. So um, I, I just free that weekend to maybe just do that one because it's the, the club. Uh, or well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a club I am the chairman of uh, yeah. who was organizing it. And But um, overall, we had a good turn up, uh, like between 30 and 45 and turning up to each of the comps so it's not it's not the bad numbers um knowing that uh, you know in the past the bsa had a politic of very extreme competitors and numbers went down so the, the competition is one thing but is we're trying to work towards something a bit more social mm. uh, all the social dives within the clubs or anti-clubs dives uh, which is probably more important than only comp um but they they've been run nicely we also put in place like the registration the pro registration so people have num- well, the organ- organizer have the numbers uh, how many people are going to be in the water that day uh, in advance they don't like uh, oh we they got we got somebody 20 people turning up on the day suddenly we got we were 15 and we we got 35 people in in the water so mm. it's not manageable like that that way so we put in place this kind of pre-registration um, with like a, a template uh, registration form, um, which I think works. Um, some people are not happy about it, but that's that's the, that's the way it is. Mm. Uh, things need to change um, because we need to fit into also the risk assessment that uh, is, um, yeah. has been agreed on. So, so if we don't fit, uh, if we can't uh, mitigate the risk and stuff like that, it's going to be um well our our insurance won't cover the committee organizer so um it's all this kind of stuff that's been changing uh there's been some um 
crackling, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the world has changed, hasn't it, in the, in the last 20, 30 years? Oh. And I guess competition has been going on for quite a while now. Is there anything else in terms of, I think, more on the sustainability aspect of the competitions that kind so, of on, you can see on the horizon changing? Yeah, yeah, well, de- definitely. You, you can't have all the species there and being shooting 20 of each fish. So there's already a cap of uh, 10 for the non-capped by a by by low, uh, like the bass where it's only two. And and then, uh, so getting these 10 fish per species is is not really achievable uh, in every kind of, uh, um, uh, for every species. Mm. So, but like for the bass, which is only two, because Unfortunately, we don't want uh, people discarding a fish that they think is, yeah, is small because they shoot a new one mm-hmm. that is bigger. Um, we It's a, a fixed point per catch. So to discourage shooting, trying to shoot a bigger one and uh, ending up with uh, an illegal catch. So so it's uh, that way we try to, yeah, the, by the point system uh, rather than... Uh, like a fixed point system rather than a, a point per grams. Yeah. Um, we also raised the minimum size for some of the species, which is yeah. like way over the the, the minimum size uh, of the bylaw. Um, because one of the other reasons, again, is uh, if you shot um, like the bass is 45 centimeters for the comp, the, the bylaw is 42. Somebody shooting at just underneath 45, we are sure it's still a legal fish to be lent, but it won't be counted in the comp. Mm. Um, Polak went from 30 centimeters to 40. Um, So I think we need to push this kind of stuff. And also we ban some some species like congas, uh, well, depending the area as well, but um, there's some, some species being banned despite not being protected. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, I mean, we attended all the competitions and we've loved yeah. it so far this year, <laughs> even, even though we've done absolutely shit. <laughs> it's, it's not a laugh, so, though, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the yeah. Cornwall one was a, a hard one. Yeah, it was. I thought, I, I, I thought it was going to be the, the easiest. The Cornwall dive was the worst dive I've had so far this year. Really? It was, yeah. I think it was, it was a combination of the day before there'd been yellow and bluefin tuna. Um, there was at least five seals in the water. Um, and supposedly that's a low tide spot and we were fishing high tide. Um, and so it was just like a combination of this is just not going to work yet. Kev Daly walks in with 10 fucking huge Pollock. (laughs) It was like, what, how does this magician magic? Uh, Yeah. He's a, he's a very, very experienced viewer. Yeah. He just, he, he knew where to go. And yeah. uh, knows how to call the fish, um, and then moving on to the smaller club, which is obviously the ESC or the X yeah. Spearfishing Club, which is our local, um, yes. of which you're chairman as well. <laughs> so yes, I do. You're a busy boy. <laughs> and, uh, so, as you were saying earlier on, obviously the, the X um, Spearfishing Club is the kind of like a, a local level club underneath the umbrella of the BSA, um, and just kind of trying to give the local people. The information yep. is that right? Um, well, it's, it's yeah, it's we well, keeping keeping the local, yeah. The idea is to have like we are Devon based, and um, um, and then we train to have most of our members are Devon based as well, you mm. know. Um, 
Um, we might have few Welsh and few Cornish, but uh, overall is uh, all Devon based. Um, and then and then is uh, all about the, the the sharing of you know like the, the local informations, uh, the days out uh, that the club can organise. Uh, mm. Like we did uh, two two uh, two days this year, two days out plus the campsites at the end uh, in September. Um, I try to organize uh, le, like a one one every year a week uh, boat dive evening. As, uh, yeah. You came to a few. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, we, we got a few boat owners in the club. So um, it's it's great if people who don't have the chance to have a boat on the boat uh, to just jump in uh, for 40 quid for an, an evening diving uh, um, around the... We most of the boats are based in in Plymouth, uh, so meet up at the marina and then we just go out for four, five, five hours, yeah. and yeah, yeah, nice. And so the, the X Club was was way more packed last year, um, and it kind of split off, didn't it, into two others. But oh, uh, well, it's 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 funny because uh, so last year we were the basically the only club. Mm. Uh, the the ESC, you know, we we started the X Club in 2020. Um, we had like 40 members. In in 2021, we went up to 40 or uh, 50-ish members. Mm. Um, and but maybe where may, uh, many 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 members were Dorset, Wales, uh, Wales, uh, Cornwall, mm. um, because we were the only club. Yeah, and um. In 20, between the transition and 21, 22, basically, we created, we managed to push the other clubs. So the Cornwall Club, Dorset, Forces, um, Scottish, uh, what's, what's missing? That's four, that's, that's five, um, the LIC, and um, was that for Reading? Uh, Southsea. Because mm. the, the LIC has been around for a while, hasn't it? Well, yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the history, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's seven clubs. So then now uh, we have like a split of people uh, going back to their local, which is makes sense. You know, they have absolutely no hard feeling, you know, like I say, well, yeah. uh, like example, Matt Hunt, who was uh, in the committee last year of the X club, uh, went into the committee of the Cornish club, which mm. made complete sense. He's lived in Cornwall. So, yeah, and we're, we're just, all we're all a part of the um, the club WhatsApp group, and you can you're more in touch with the people that you're more likely to go, to go diving. diving with. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which just makes sense. Um, yeah, it just makes sense. And so, um, so but despite that split uh, with all the clubs, we are still we have uh, now uh, as much member as last year nice. because there is a, a flow of new members coming in, uh, still local people. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite local, Devon based, um, that that joined. So, and uh, is is Cornwall and Dorset clubs? Are they getting the same sort of influx of new members? You know, uh, like Cornwall, I think they're about twenty members this year. Yeah. Um, and and Dorset, uh, so we are about sixty. They're about twenty. Uh, there is another uh, thirty uh, in the forties, maybe. Yeah, um, nice. I don't have exact the exact numbers, but yeah. Because Rich is a traitor. Um, is he? Uh, yeah, aren't you, Rich? He's a Dorset. He's a Dorset. 
Well, yeah, I was I was just waiting to chime in then. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I I moved over to Dorset because I wanted to uh, start diving Dorset purely for reasons of just improving my spear fishing, really, because okay. obviously um, diving Devon and diving the same areas all the time, um, you just don't really push it anymore, do you? Because you learn where the fish are, you learn this, you learn that. So, you know, I wanted to dive those new areas and um, just push yeah myself and yeah it's been great okay. i was gonna i was gonna um go into it earlier actually when you were saying about why the benefits of joining the bsa and for me like this season has been probably one of my best seasons so far okay. and that's purely down to some of the club members of dorset like them helping me and assisting me and like i've said it before and i'll say it again like massive thanks to dan newman but yeah mm. dan's literally like taking me under his wing and just like you know lend me gear to try for example um told me like you know a couple of different spots but not just that but like also how to hunt in those spots and so i've learned loads from them already and um i'm actually on the committee now for dorset as well so it's really Fantastic. nice to get, are you yeah 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 you kept really that nice. quiet <laughs> did i i'm sure yeah, what's your role what, what do you do uh we don't really have like specific roles um, Low job okay. giver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just the ass kisser. Um, yeah, no, we just we 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 just kind of just yeah. I, well, for example, I've planned uh, the Dorset Open. Um, part of that is my you oh, know, yeah. and you trophies made and well, vouchers. And, yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, we kind of just like put you know Dan will put something on the committee's uh, page saying this needs doing. Does anyone want to mm. jump in and do it? And it's just a way for everyone to get involved. Like you know, it's 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 good. Um, it's a lot of time. I mean, I, I Max, I don't know where you find time to do everything, but it takes a lot of time to do all of it. Um, that's the only issue. But the thing don't is, t- don't tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, you have to sort of give a little bit to receive. In, that's the way I think about it. You know, um, I, I'd rather give into the committee and give my time, and then in return, like I have, for example, Dan Newman teaching me how to be a best spirit, for example. Yeah, uh, and well, not not, and not just Dan, the other club members as well, you know? It's, it's um, like for me, I, I so I grew up in France, uh, so, and I've been part of the uh, federation, the French federation for 20 years plus. So it's part of my uh, kind of uh, spirit is, well, you got, the, you got the federation, you need to support it. Mm. Uh, sometimes you can disagree sometimes you know you can't but at the end of the day it's where I grew up in clubs uh, so it, it was hockey it was fin swimming it was uh, but it's still uh, it's still a club and it's still a uh, you know I've been in committees I've been chairman of a club in, in, in France as well um, so it's it's part of me the club life mm-hmm. um, so so yeah, so it's it like you say, it's really important. I I I had like a great time uh, in in my club life. Nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so do finally, you, um, oh sorry, go on, Ben. No, no, I was just going to say, do you find any time to do any spearfishing yourself, or is it? Because, I mean, you're doing so many different things, Max. Do you have any time uh, to yourself? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to sneak a one or two dive after <laughs> after the courses. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I try to do like it's not it's not as much as I w- would like, but uh, you know I'm already on the water. So yeah, sure. But you're not sick of it. You're not like oh, this is my oh, no, day no, job, no, so I don't no, want to no, do it as a no, hobby. No, 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 no. I go, I go back out. I go back <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> nice. 
So you, you still enjoy it. You still enjoy it as much as you as you used to. Oh, you still yeah. love it. Yeah. You yeah. still what? What is it? The word that Shrek uses, Ben? What? Broth. Brothin. Brothin yeah. What? What, what makes you froth? What's what? You know why? What is spearfishing to you? I guess is the question, isn't it? That Shrek uses. Uh, well, it's the it's it's a large part of my uh, childhood. It's a large part of my uh, adulthood. I don't know if you say that, but. Mm. Uh, yeah, and managing to have a part of my year being uh, um, earning my life with it, so it's 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 not it's a good achievement, I think. Yeah, um, it's awesome. You know, I, I want I want uh, I want trade any day uh, in the four walls of the hospitals, like I used to be for I used to do for about eight nine years. Mm. Uh, a day on the boat out, even if it's battering, even if it's two meters swell, yeah. rain, and everything. I mean, no, it's better to be there than to be in the hospital. <laughs> so no, I won't. Uh, I won't take change. I won't change anything. Mm, nice. Yeah, and cool. what's your most memorable dive so far? Being sort of like, say, for example, the most beautiful or um, the most, just the most memorable. What's like the one thing that you you think back to that one day that you were diving and you go. Yeah, I just I haven't had anything like that so far. Um, it was uh, my first amberjack. I was eighteen, and uh, so we go. Uh, we were four spearers on, on board. Put the anchor in, and I'm the first jumping in. And I had a feeling something was around, but I had no clue what. You know, I was expecting more like a dentex or something quite small and suddenly I got that massive torpedo coming straight at me and I was like whoa okay and I, I just I was seeing just a like a black cylinder coming towards me and I, what's going on what is that stuff and <laughs> it's it, a Russian submarine yeah it's a Russian submarine <laughs> and then suddenly just like give a give a tail and then go went sideways and I saw the wolfish on his le- full length and then he carried on coming after that towards me just did a shot, swim hard to the surface and just like scream everything I could. And then uh, my mates came and then they, they put like an extra tube spear into it. Um, and then after holding it into the boat, it was like a, a sketch because one of them just holding the tail and the fish still put some tail uh, flip and then he lost his mask, his snorkel flew away. Christ. And the way back to the to shore. So basically, where the boat is uh, was moored in a harbor, and my family had a house uh, like probably five hundred meters from the harbor. And I said to my mate, "Oh, we're going to call the, the 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 friends, and then they bring the car. So we put put the the fish in the in the in the boot of the car." And he said, "Oh, no way! I'm walking through." And he went <laughs> in his wetsuit, is because like a busy you know busy summer in the south of France. Yeah. And, he was carrying that like, thirty kilo fish on his shoulder, dripping Amazing. his blood everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> my best mate. My best mate. Yeah, he said, "No way, we putting that." Everyone needs to know. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so that mm. was one of the memorable words. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. And so on the flip side of that, what's the scariest moment you've had while spearfishing? Oh, I think he's bought. Yeah. Um, when you when you see the the boats uh, passing 
when you are underneath at like 20 meters and looking up and you see the boat is passing maybe five meters away from your float full speed. <laughs> yeah. And then you just like, uh, okay, I'm just going to wait a bit longer. Mm. Uh, um, I've been such wood. I've been lucky. I don't have, I didn't have any close, close uh, encounter where I was like a met- less than a meter away from a, a mm. propeller. But yeah, uh, boats are, are a danger for us, definitely. And you've never had any sort of experiences of shallow water blackouts or anything like that? Once again, touch wood, no. Good. Yeah, best way to keep yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I think when I, when I was like a 16 at the early stage, and once my, um, you know, the line of my, my float lines being under a rock, and then mm. I was coming up, it suddenly I fell a pool down. I really is my belt, but it, it, it was kind of a stressful moment. Not scary, yeah. but stressful, yeah. Yeah. It makes you think, but yeah. Oh, it def- definitely makes you think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, so have you got a favorite eating fish in the UK, Max, or is it, what's your preference if you're going to go hunting? I'm, I'm 100% flatfish. Yeah. Oh. yeah any, any flatfish, yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite? Soul? Uh, well, soul, place, even the flounders, I find them good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was saying that the other day. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I didn't have luck to shoot a turbot, but I, eat, I ate turbot in the past, and then, yeah, they, yeah. they, they were really good. Um, but yeah, flatties, I would say flatties in general. Yeah. Would that be your dream fish than a turbot? Like, gonna, would that be your dream fish to land a turbot? Or? Well, it's one of my, uh, uh, um, he's in the bucket list. Yeah. What else nice. is on your bucket list? Oh, uh, nice gunnard. Uh, yep. I, I saw a few, you know, like a 20, 30 centimeters one, but like a, a nice big one would be great. Um, what else? Like, um, I don't know, there's so many fish. You know, That's really annoying me about the other afternoon, a lobster hunting, and I saw a gurnard and um, it was huge (laughs) yeah i mean it was it must have been 30 35 centimeters ish um so huge for me because i've never seen it but they're so pretty um oh some of them yeah their wings their fins that come out that are all like blue blue. yeah it was absolutely stunning Take it um, with a pinch of salt, mine, because he did miss an 18 pound Pollock and Scott. <laughs> it was a 24 pound Pollock, actually. Fucking <laughs> hell. It made bluefin tuna look like white bait. <laughs> <laughs> it was huge. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a few few fish I haven't caught yet. So, yeah. like, I, I saw a few um, uh, John Dories as well. But, oh, cool. You know, like uh, it, that big, the Too body. Small. It's too small, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, well, even if the I think there's 26 centimeters, the minimum size for them. Yeah, that's still a big rid- fish. It's is is ridiculous. It's just uh, it's 26 is that. So it's to be fair, I I wouldn't. Oh, I've seen some of them. I didn't shoot. Um, yeah. I, um, but yeah, oh, there's a few fish I haven't shot yet. I haven't catch. Mm, interesting. Um, nice. Like uh, back in in France, megas. Um, like uh, what you call them in uh, Mulloways. Something looks like a Mulloway. Right. We have we have them in the Atlantic coast of France. So that is one of the big, uh, big, uh, big fish. Nice. 
And so with with, with the spearfishing, would you, do you still dive Europe wide? Um, you know, do you still go over and dive in France? And which, which do you prefer? Do you prefer this? One uh, when I go back to France, uh, uh, two two or three times a year, uh, visiting the family, I always quiz a dive with my buddies there because all my family is still in the south of France. Um, so yeah, always quiz a dive. Um, I lost a massive dentix like two years ago. I was like gutted that <laughs> you know it, it was yeah a big one, but that's part of the game here, you know. Um, I still enjoy my dive even uh, in 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 the med, uh, even if I know it's going to be hard work. So, just before we get into listeners' questions, um, what item of gear could you not live without ever? My piece set. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Well, honestly, just top infections. Make your you don't stink pee. Uh, all the time, you know. Before my sixteen, I my words didn't have presets, and probably my parents hated me for that. <laughs> um, so it's uh, it just changed your comfort, and being comfortable in the water is uh, it's a prime. Yeah. See, I still haven't got a preset yet, but I think. Have you not? I didn't realize that. No. No, I couldn't I mean, do without it now. That's why he showers like he's in Baywatch after the hot <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that 30 litre drum of hot water I've got. He's there like shaking his head around. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'm putting it away, man. Nobody wants to see it. Oh, shut up. You're getting fucking turned on by it. I couldn't spend that many days in the sea and not yeah. having a piece of it. No. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Not. yeah. I just yeah. uh, I don't think they make one big enough for me. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, money no object. Um, what one thing would you add to your arsenal for spear spearfishing? Um, well, I've written down, you know, I've written down just a new boat. <laughs> yeah, and so and so yeah, you, you've written a new boat set up for specifically for spearfishing. Yeah, um, is there one that you'd want? Have you got your uh, eye no, on something? There is no, there is no, um, there is nothing. Uh, um, if if it was, you know, no money talking, uh, no money object. Uh, it it would be like a custom one where you got like a hatches that can hold, hold uh, a, a, a spear gun completely. Yeah. Uh, um, all protected. Uh, this fin setup. Everything has a specific space, but also very easily to be picked up when you want to jump in. Yeah. Um. Every every little space will be optimized at the maximum to you have a clean deck when you travel, and then easy to pick up to jump straight in. Yeah. No. Would um, you have would, a rib still, or would you go? Yeah. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm I'm a rib guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only thing that I've seen because I've just got a new little rib, a little four and a half meter Avon Adventurer. Yep. Um. And it's, again, if money was no object. I'd probably go for a hard, you know, FRP boat, but with a really, really nice ladder setup, um, just so that it was okay. really easy to get in and out of. It's only because I think with the, with the tubes, unless you've got a massive boat, um, the tubes take up quite a lot of space. I feel they um, they do they do, but um, I find the handling of ribs way better than. The- oh gotcha. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, my thing cruises at just under thirty knots with. Four people on it, um, yeah. and it is so stable. 
so stable. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. In terms of uh, safety, I think is uh, way way better. <laughs> yeah, but that's well, my personal opinion. <laughs> no, I agree with you entirely. Um, well, I think uh, Rich had a listener's question for you. Oh, yeah. So um, this one's coming from the Jersey Spear, and he just wants to know what's the most common bad habit that you see with people or like experienced spearers that turn up on your courses. Um, one of them is a bad dog dive. Yeah, yeah. it's it's um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's something. One of the main correction we do on even advanced spirals is uh, yeah. correcting uh, the duck dive. Um, for me, a duck dive is like a, a good uh, like a sprinter in his starting blocks. If you put only one feet in the starting block, it's gonna it's not gonna go well for your run. So uh, your duck dive needs to be uh, perfect. Or mm-hmm. close, close to be perfect because it's setting up you. Is it setting you up for the for the rest of the dive? Yeah, I mean, not not to blow loads of smoke up your ass, but that was the one thing that I think improved. And when people ask me, it was one thing I proved the most when I did your course was my duck dive because that was the first thing that we practiced as well, wasn't it? it was doing the duck dive, but then tucking the gun in um, so as like to have it nice and streamlined. And that's that's stuck with me since I've done your course. That's the way I dive now. It's, um, it's uh, yeah, the, the streamlining. I did a, a little, uh, uh, not podcast, um, a blog on my blog, a little yeah. article. And uh, I had a chance that one guy from London uh, is working on like a, a Freed's uh, engineering stuff. And he sent me like an animation of uh, what I was uh, uh, describing into the, into the blog. And you mm. can, yeah, you can understand, really understand what's going on. If you just put your hands there, or if you do very large kicks, or because you got that drag, is the, the drag during the the duck dive is, or in, during the glide mm-hmm. is, yeah. is is immense. Where mm. can people find that blog post? Oh, it's on the on the website on the website cool. thefrenchmanspearfishing.com. But yeah, it's nice. there. They and then another thing on a similar point is, um, and I learned not to do it from my freediving course, but um, do you ever see any of the experienced bureaus diving with a snorkel in their mouth? I do. I do. Um, the thing is, um, it's uh, is you need to commit to one or the other. You, you, you can't uh, start with the snorkel in the mouth, take it out to just pop at the surface. Um, I think is uh, from a, a freediver point of view, I think you, they are they're hundred percent right to go for um, uh, no no uh, snorkel because they often hold on to the float, hold on to a rope to maintain just by the the the, the strength of the you know the forearm, which is a very small group of muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, for her spiros, um, you come back is choppy and everything, maintaining your airway out of the water. Uh, with without your snorkel, it's going to be very tricky. Uh, mm. I, I 100% prefer to pop pop to the surface, emptying my snorkel uh, by blowing it, and then just relaxing flat on the surface because I'm not using any any ounce of oxygen left in my body. Mm. So it's really two schools, um, and then to be to be to be honest, there's nothing. There is no real study who show that one is better than the other one. Yeah. Yeah, no. 
Fair enough. Cool. Um, what do you two do, Ben? Rich? Snorkel oh. out. That's what say so David Miller taught taught me. Take the snorkel out straight away. Um as you as you dive down, don't put it back until you've taken your I think they call it hook breaths, is it? Recovery so breaths, yeah. The recovery breath now. Yeah. So you take you three or more recovery breaths and then you can put it back in and relax. Yeah. Worse saying, but yeah. I, I don't dive in, you know, I think you were saying Max, like when you're diving in, in big swell or whatever, that might be a bit more difficult. It certainly feels absolutely fine for me. And I would, wouldn't have thought it'd be a problem. We've dived some fairly rough places. Um mm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much the same. But um, even if you're diving in big swell, I tend to find if you like turn your back to the swell, you can still get your um, recovery yeah. breaths in anyway. So Mm. Um, the one thing that I have found um, more recently, and again, it's nothing to do with the snorkel in the mouth or anything, but um, my right ear is constantly having an issue with equalizing after you know two hours of diving. Um, mm. And just out of the off chance, I swapped the snorkel um, from my right side to my left side, and it stopped the issues that I'm getting in my right ear. I just wonder so whether... What you could do, because um, uh, I... I tend to have like light-headed um, headache when I slide my snorkel under the strap of the mask. Yeah. So instead of that, I tape it on the outside of the uh, the mask band, not mm. on the inside. Right. And then basically, the band was pressing the snorkel uh, um, tube against my my crane. Yeah. Skull, skull, no, skull. Um. And then that was creating like a kind of local pain. So it could be the same. I don't know how you're putting your snorkel around your mask. Yeah. But if if it's a under the the strap of the mask, it could yeah. be a, it could be the reason. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that as well as combined, I nearly always sleep on my right side. Um, so I think like my right side is just getting battered and my station okay. tube is just constantly inflamed or something. But uh, yeah, no, it might be worth trying to get, because I've seen those clips, you know, the cheap mask and snorkels, they come with those clips and they're, they're whenever I use them, they're shit. Yeah, because also they, they, they are, um, they keep the snorkel quite far away from the, from the mask, from the yeah. band and they're flapping, making everything flap and everything. So if you just tape it, like with a figure of eight tape around yeah. it, it will be close to you, but on the outside, not to squeeze against your your mm. skull. And what do you use with that? Just like electrical tape? Yeah, electrical tape. Yeah, nice. Well, I'll certainly give that a go. Thanks for the tip. Mm. Yeah. Much yeah, appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> well, Max, it's been, uh, yeah, sorry to keep you for so long, but it's been fantastic <laughs> to have you on. And uh, yeah, pleasure. very very much looking forward to uh, getting out diving with you again and we'll see you obviously at all the AGMs um, yep. and yeah Ben, Rich anything else? Yeah no uh, just for coming just on mate really appreciate it Yeah I saw, I saw in one of the questions yeah, you were saying the AGM is probably for the club uh, uh, it's going to be in January I'm waiting Oh yeah the ESC cool. AGM sorry yeah, yeah I yeah. didn't ask that um, so January yeah. and it's going to be a physical one right? Yeah yeah Awesome. Yeah, because hopefully uh, we, we will have 20 people over the 60 members of the club. Yeah, definitely. So we can do something physical. Yeah, yeah. No, I look forward <laughs> well, to it. Thank you, Max. Well, have a lovely I'm trip. Guys. And uh, yeah, you. safe trip, safe journey. And we'll see you when you get back. See you. Cheers, Cheers Max. Guys, Max. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four. 
you, did you want me and Ben to be here or? Uh, I wasn't going to say anything, Rich. But... <laughs> <laughs> you shut the fuck up. This I feel like I just watched Netflix for the past hour. <laughs> I mean, if any of you boys want to fucking take the initiative and chime in at the same time, like, be my guest. <laughs> Mate, we don't get a fucking chance. <laughs> well, I don't want the delay there. <laughs> Fucking no, I'm trying to cool, react. Mate. I know, I know, it's fine. Absolutely fine. My missus says, we, uh, I, I always say that I'm a good leader. And she says, no, you just always take over everything. I'm, like, I'm not <laughs> fucking taking over. I'm just, you know. Well, lads, that was good, wasn't it? We thought it was going to be good, and it, and it, was, it was excellent. It was, um, oh, what a guy. So much experience. Another one who's been spearfishing since a child. I feel like I've missed out on 20 years or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> these guys we've been having on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, the good news is, is that we're still a fair way from Davo's age, so we've still got a while to catch up. <laughs> What's that, 300 years? <laughs> yeah. But no, no it's, it's really, cool. really good. Um, yeah, Max is a lovely bloke and look forward to getting out with him at some point soon again. And yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, there are a lot more people put their hands up to, you know, in the spearfishing community to assist with the BSA, um, and and just grow grow the sport, grow the group, grow the association, and um, make it even better than it is. Yeah, definitely, man. It is difficult, isn't it? Point time, but yeah, you are right. And it is. It's also difficult to please everyone. Um, I think everybody yeah. needs to realise that that you know, you, in any association or any group. Um, you can only do the best of pleasing as many people as you can, but sometimes you're going to have to say no, especially when it comes to money um, of such a small group. So, well, me, yeah, and ben have, me and Ben have learnt this: we can't please you most of the time. So, <laughs> you can. You're just not touching me in the right place. <laughs> That's not good. No, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the BSA committee and and even like the club committees, they're all volunteers and they do it because they love it. And um, yeah, yeah. I think as you know, there's a lot to be said for that. It certainly makes me want to be able to get more involved over the coming years. Now I'm an established spear and only seventh on the competition list. <laughs> I was going to say, has that changed since the beginning? I don't, I don't think so. I, I keep pressing refresh, hoping that my, my mate Joe has um, seen the arrow with his ways. I'm still in like, <laughs> Sam, you're still beating me, you bastard. Well, lads, let's see what tomorrow brings, shall we? Yeah. I was going to say, so what What have we got on over the next week or so? Um, you guys are going out tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah, 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 it's fun. Get out in the morning um, as early as you can. Hopefully, good night's sleep. Get over to Dorset on a secret location. Um, and then, although this podcast probably won't drop for a couple of weeks, you've got Dorset Open, Rich, on Sunday. On Sunday, yeah, that's looking... Um, bit breezy but I'm sure we'll pull it off yeah, yeah. Oh, good luck good luck tomorrow and good luck at the doors open I'm out of water I've got too much on I've got the kids birthdays this weekend the two youngest girls have got their birthday on Sunday so we've got 35 four to six year olds in a wow. village hall so I'm going to go into the garage with a shotgun and shoot myself in the face <laughs> <laughs> but enjoy your dice um, yeah. cheers mate cheers mate Sorry, can't make it with us, but hopefully we'll get out again next yeah. week sometime. Awesome. Well, look after yourselves. I'll speak to you later. Cheers, lads. Bye, guys. Yeah.